Hi, and welcome back to This Week in Voice, Season 4, Episode 13. Today is Thursday, December 12th, 2019. This is the last episode of This Week in Voice for the calendar year 2019. It's been a phenomenal year. It's been a uh, up and down year, but it's been a phenomenal year watching voice and everything that comes with it evolve. And we're going to dive into a little bit of that today. I'm thrilled to have joining me on the show, the Samsung Bixby team. These guys are awesome. And if there's a whole bunch of them doing a whole lot of great work, and we're thrilled to have three of them on the show today, I'm going to start with Roger. Roger, say hello. Hello, everyone. So I'm a senior developer evangelist for uh, Samsung and Bixby. Um, and I've actually been in the voice industry for two and a half years. Uh, I've been at Samsung for about a year and then I did my own thing for about a year and a half before that. So been around for a bit in the voice industry and uh, really excited to talk to you, Bradley. Good to talk again. You and I have known each other for a couple of years. Yeah, Roger Kibbe, you and I go way back. Uh, glad to have you on the show. Thanks. Looking forward. Next up is John Alioto. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You got it. Perfect. Exactly right. John, tell us uh, who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having us, Bradley. We really appreciate it. Uh, John Alioto, as you said, I'm the chief evangelist at Viv Lab Samsung. Um, so I, along with the team here, am responsible for working with independent developers on our platform. You know, our job is to do a couple of things. It's to go out there in the community and code with developers and understand what they're trying to do and help them build things and really create success on the platform, right? Draw them in and help them be successful. And then take the learnings that, um, that we get from interacting with the community, which are always amazing, and, and take that back internally and do that developer advocacy and internal to the product teams and that sort of thing. So our, our role is kind of kind of a dual role. I'm a software architect and machine learning engineer for a long time. Um, but about 10 years ago, uh, I got into evangelism and developer relations and never never got out. So I've been um, in DevRels and, and evangelism for the last 10 years, you know, speaking about various different topics, um, various different technologies and started at Viv Labs about about a year ago to build out this platform and pr present it to developers and really drive success um, with them. So that's what I've been doing over the course of the last year. Excellent. John, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Our third guest is Jonathan Pan. Jonathan, say hello. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Jonathan Pan. Uh, I'm a technical evangelist uh, for Bixby, just like uh, John and Roger over there. For me personally, um, I just really enjoy tinkering around with code and stuff like that. And then sharing my findings and, and trying to teach, uh, preach the gospel, uh, you know, when it comes to Bixby and really uh, put out as much technical knowledge about our platform as I can. So yeah, that kind of summarizes uh, who I am and what I do for Bixby. Jonathan, great to have you on the show. So with that, we'll get to the news. And story number one, discussion of Samsung Bixby's 2019. So I want to leave a good bit of time for this episode today to paint a picture for the audience, people listening, people paying attention. 
what is happening with Bixby. So I have maintained throughout this show, um, dating way on back. So we're in season four now, going back to season one, I'm sure there's been talk about this, that the more competition we have in the space, the better. It's just the way things work. Um, when you've got a Samsung coming on in, courting developers, rolling out its ecosystem and showing off all the, the interesting and neat things that it can do with voice, it's going to make Amazon mind their P's and Q's. It's going to make Google mind their P's and Q's. It's going to make uh, everybody sort of sit up a little bit taller um, and a little, a little bit better. I, I think that it has no doubt had that impact. This episode, we're going to dive into some specifics on that. And Samsung team, whoever wants to tackle this to start with, somebody walk us through from the Samsung point of view, what has been accomplished in 2019 with regards to Bixby? Not all of you once. I'll start us off exactly. I'll start us off, and then uh, and then hand it over to Roger uh, to to talk about some of the the specific thing, things that we did. You know, I wanted to comment on your on your point, Bradley, because that's really uh, important to us. You know, we we are in an organization in a group led by Adam Chire, and Adam, you you, you know him, and he's well known in the industry as just a tremendous visionary. And you know, we get the privilege of of kind of sitting around and. And he's just over there kind of spouting genius things all day. And we get to kind of absorb that. And he just presents this amazing vision for voice. And, and you've probably heard it before. And, and the way we like to think about it is, is really making voice and the assistant important in people's lives as a paradigm, you know, like their mobile device, like their web browser, truly important. So that's our all up goal in, in bringing out kind of, uh, Bixby is is to present a platform to the world where they can help us build the best possible assistant. And, you know, that's what we're trying to accomplish over the course of, you know, multiple years. And then in 2019, um, you know, we did a lot of a lot of great things to kind of bring that out to the developer community and get some exposure um, to, to independent developers. Roger, you, you want to uh, kind of walk us through some of those things from your perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the first things we did um, is we went on a road show. So we went, well, here, San Francisco, not exactly a road show for us because local. We also went down to LA and went to New York. And really, it was we called them the Bixby Developer Sessions. And the whole idea here was to have a hackathon, a one-day hackathon, and introduce people to Bixby. And uh, these were a huge success. And I think a lot of it was just, hey, let's introduce you to Bixby. Let's show you how to build a capsule. Um, and really the, the, the fruit of that, what came out of that is several really pretty amazing capsules that obviously took longer than a day to, to build. But um, I think that was both a lot of fun and very useful for us. And, and we're definitely looking forward to planning something like that in 2020, additional cities. Um, then we launched the marketplace in June. So that's where uh, Bixby developers could actually list their capsules and end users could then go and enable them, obviously a necessity in any ecosystem. So that was a huge accomplishment. And kind of right after that, uh, then we were at, at, at Voice Summit. And I thought those, you know, they coincided pretty well. I don't think it was exactly scheduled that way. 
Um, but that was a really positive event for us because it, we really felt like tons of people came by, lots of interest, um, lots of, hey, how do I get started? Um, and, you know, to, to John's point and actually to your point, Bradley, about, you know, uh, Amazon and Google, you know, having to stand up a little taller, uh, we definitely want them to do that. And I think we have done that because um, we think we have a great platform. Uh, you know, and then, then I think about, you know, I was just looking at this morning. I was like, well, who, who's built the capsule for Bixby? Um, and it's pretty amazing list of people. I just I, I look So Nick Schwab has built something. You know, the king of kind of ambient audio, Mark Tucker, Big Sky. So Stephen Arkonovich, Big Sky is available on Bixby. Uh, Matchbox, Question of the Day is available. Voicetify did their platform. Liam Sorda is developing for us. Armel and Trouble FM. And Gal Shinar just launched Escape the Room on Bixby. So we're really excited. I mean, those are kind of those kind of seminal, kind of super well-known voice applications. And I think we're super excited that, that we those are launched on Bixby and represent, um, I, I think, a great job in our team of reaching out to developers and, and getting them on the platform. So let me um, ask you, let me ask you sure. something there. So, uh, and that's, a, that's just an excellent sort of rundown. And you're right, I couldn't agree more. I was on the, the Bixby Marketplace, you know, poking around uh, the other day and yeah, I think you've done a great job. I think that um, it's easy for people to forget. I don't forget because I've been doing the show and watching sort of the evolution of this stuff. But, um, you know, the thing about voice, there's no versioning other than what Google Assistant did, which is kind of actually pretty neat over the summer with calling a Google Assistant 2.0 and sort of giving people this like collective moment to recognize change. But outside of that one isolated incident, there's no versioning in voice. So unless you're paying a lot of attention and sort of, you know, have a thing for documentation, you're not going to know what the difference is between Bixby yesterday and Bixby today is. You're not going to have a clue. Um, I could ask, I could go, you know, I could line up a thousand people who work at Amazon and tell me, uh, give me five differences between Alexa two years ago and Alexa today, 995 of them aren't going to know. So it's, um, it's easy for people to forget or have never known that where Bixby is right now is in my estimation, a good bit ahead of where Alexa was at this point in time. And yeah, sure, you can make the argument it ought to be that way because Bixby's coming second or they're coming third, actually, after Alexa and Google Assistant, but it doesn't matter. Bixby is doing a lot of good things and that's, that's the point. And, and y'all, the work you've done this year um, has really positioned Bixby well for 2020. Uh, I want to ask y'all, when you're having conversations with developers, this, I'm just curious, when you're having conversations with developers, um, and somebody asks you, you know, what is the difference between an Alexa skill, a Google action, and a Bixby capsule? What do you tell them? Um, well, here, I'll, I'll take that. And John and Jonathan, please jump in there. Um, you know, the first thing I tell them is it's inherently multimodal. So I think that's really a difference because Bixby 
Now, uh, every device Bixby is currently on, the phones and the tablets, has a screen. And if you look at the future, um, you know, most devices that will have Bixby on them are multimodal. So I think that, that that's, a, that's a fundamental difference and impacts how you're going to develop things and what you're going to develop there, um, you know, versus our competitors where a lot of their presence is on, you know, smart speakers, right? So there isn't that multimodality there. Um, but I also think that highlights another difference is that the devices that Sam, so, you know, we're, their opportunity with Bixby is kind of, yeah, I, I like to call it beyond the smart speaker because I think it's obviously a strong, strong point, you know, on the phone, right? We're the world's biggest phone manufacturer, but also the, also the world's biggest TV manufacturer. And right now you can start developing for the TV. And so, uh, and we'll launch a marketplace sometime next year for the TV. Mm. So that opens up huge opportunities. So appliances, we have huge market share in appliances, smartwatches. So I start thinking about this idea of, hey, voice is just around you, that whole ambient computing idea. And you walk in your home, or you walk in your office at work, and you just talk to it and you get things done. Um, I think we're pretty uniquely positioned to, to take advantage of that. Like we ship, we ship more devices than, than pretty much anyone. And so we Bixby enable them. I think there's a great opportunity there and kind of an opportunity to think, um, you know, I, I don't know you know, the next generation of voice where it's not limited to the speaker and the counter, but it's on your appliance or on your TV, um, or it's just in your home and you don't have to worry about where it is. You just talk to your home and something happens. So to my mind, those are the kind of bigger, big picture differences that I like to talk to people about. No, that's great. And um, <clears throat> Jonathan, I'll ask you a question to rope you in here. So, you know, in your estimation and all the, all the people that you have spoken to over the course of the year, what is the, what is the reaction to Bixby? You know, and I'm not necessarily talking about somebody who showed up at the road show because those people are self-selecting saying, we get it. Uh, we want in. But just uh, to, to rank and file developers, you know, I, I think one, one key difference, and we're going to talk about challenges for the Bixby ecosystem in a minute. And to me, the main challenge is that you're having to compete against Amazon's marketing machine because they're out there marketing in a big way in some major, you know, mainstream channels. Um, and Bixby, uh, there's been some stuff about the Bixby button and things like that, some, some, some hills that you have to overcome. What have you seen... What has the reaction been when you've had those type of conversations evangelizing Bixby to people? Are they receptive? Um, are they um, wanting to know how Bixby fits in context with Assistant and Alexa, or they just want to know on their own? Share with me uh, what you have seen over 2019 in talking to a lot of different people. Uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. So when talking to other people about Bixby, you know, you you definitely notice that a lot of people, I think, get a lot of joy when they use Bixby. And it's also, it's a bit of a different experience uh, compared to kind of the, uh, you know, simple functionality that people normally associate with Alexa and Google. I find that people tend to enjoy using Bixby more, at least uh, from that perspective. But um, also, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, I think, uh, uh, sorry, I'm a bit of a brain fart here. No, keep going. <laughs> but um, 
But, you know, Bixby, when, when people interact with it, I think they enjoy using it. And it's also a new and emerging marketplace. And that's the thing, you know, Alexa is incredibly saturated. I don't know, 90,000 uh, skills at this point. I don't know how many Google Assistant has. But either way, Bixby is a very new and emerging market. And we've seen a lot of developers who are excited to kind of get their feet in the door, be one of the first few capsules um, in the in the Bixby marketplace and to be prominently featured. And also, we always give uh, developers that put in effort into our platform a lot of uh, love and attention. You know, we send them we send them gifts, we we talk to them all the time and we help them through any problems they have in Slack, you know, like we we just love seeing developers. They put in effort into our platform and we will do our best to put an effort into building our relationship with them and promoting uh, their capsules that they build. So that's the type of um, that's the type of relationship that we want to build uh, with with the people out there. I love that. Can I make a quick comment as well on that? On that, go ahead. Because it, it's really it's really been interesting for me moving from a more established platform, um, you know, o- over to voice. You know, I used to evangelize for a cloud platform. Um, and very well-established company, very well-established technology, and now moving to where everyone is an early adopter, everyone is an innovator. These people, these developers, they believe in this, and it, it's it's something they can jump on board and go, I'm going to be a part of this, and I'm going to see it from the very beginning when it's just starting and when it's just starting to become popular to where it, it becomes very, very popular like a cloud platform or a mobile platform, and so working with these early adopters and innovators is, is such a privilege. You know, they come with a huge amount of excitement for voice and for voice first and for the platform and, and they just consume it. They eat it up and they're like, you know, Hey, how can I do this? How can I build for it? And, and they're not really, you know, everybody wants, you know, some, some return dollar wise for what they do, but they're, they're doing it for passion and they're doing it for the love of the platform and to push voice forward. And so it's so very um, fulfilling and fun to work in that environment. I mean, I'm sure you see it all the time, just at at conferences and people that you talk to, the amount of passion that this community has for the technology is is just awesome. Yeah, completely agree. I think those are good comments all the way around. And, uh, you know, the passion of y'all's team, you know, people, people talk, you know, I have conversations about Bixby regularly. I, I mention it all the time. And, um, and I love the, the passion of your group. And it is, it is consistent across the space for the most part. Um, but, uh, you know, the passion that y'all put forward is, is um, it's unique. And, you know, Jonathan, I love you know, the, 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 uh, the thought, and, and John, you touched on it as well, just the, the first mover advantage in the space, um, you know, within the Bixby ecosystem and, and, um, you know, you're planting a seed and you don't know if the seed's going to turn into, you know, you don't know what it's going to turn into, but it's going to turn into something and you're looking forward to finding out and, um, you know, contrast that to, and I'll start to shift now into sort of the challenges. So I think for, for Bixby in 2020, I, I think for all the ecosystems, um, whoever's out in front doing the evangelism work, you got to be able to say, what you think the problems are with the other ecosystems. Because if you can't do that, then how on earth are you going to put yours in context, you know, for the, whoever you're talking to, you know, for Amazon, 
their problem heading into 2020 for me seems pretty clear and it's um, discoverability on the platform. Um, it's a mess. Uh, and that's what happens when you got a hundred thousand skills that show up and um, you know, and it's the exact opposite, Jonathan, of what you were saying, you know, people do great work on the platform uh, for Alexa and they go entirely unnoticed. Um, Google their problem is that they need more third-party stuff and they need more third-party development. And they've sort of had this, this approach so far where you only develop for us if we ask you to. Um, it's not a real open sort of thing uh, right now, and I think it'll become more open. But um, there's sort of a perception problem that's developing for them where even though it's been shown that Google Assistant outperforms Alexa on a lot of queries and some of that stuff under the hood, they need more, they need more stuff like the frozen thing that they just came out with. And I think you'll see them do more of that. Bixby off to a fantastic start. And I think it's just more, you just need more and really searching for that point of differentiation on the monetization front and on the developer front that, that sets it aside from Alexa uh, rather than just being another thing on, you know, for, if you're developing for Alexa, don't forget about Bixby. No, it's you need to understand Bixby has these unique capabilities that Alexa doesn't have that will make your life easy, easier and that can do more. So each of the three of y'all, I think, heads into 2020 with the, with the requirement of figuring out how do you... Um, pursue the furtherment of the platform while talking about the negatives of the other platforms, but not so much to an extent that you go and piss somebody off. That's, that's sort of where we're at. It's, it's sort of an interesting landscape. I want to hear from each of the three of you and anyone can start Jonathan. I'll start with you and then work to Roger and John in your mind. What is the one thing that you would like to see out of the Bixby ecosystem in 2020 that doesn't exist right now? Uh, sure, absolutely. So I think this kind of goes in line with actually Adam Shire's vision for Bixby, which is to really empower third-party developers. And that's, a, I would say, a differentiating factor from us and Google, for example, because with Bixby, sure, we have our built-in like weather capsule, we have our built-in uh, transportation capsules or whatever. But really, the goal is for you the or for the end user to be able to say, well, you know what, I think I like Big Sky's weather better. So when I ask Bixby, what's the weather? Instead of getting the default built-in Bixby response, you'll get something that, in this case, Steve Arkonovich built, Big Sky. And we really, and that, that actually emphasizes a big differentiated point of Bixby as a platform is the NL categories as a whole, where a capsule will be able to, you know, jump into uh, basically a top-level utterance command that would be reserved for, for example, a built-in uh, Alexa or you know a built-in Alexa functionality or built-in Google functionality, and um, you know I think Alexa, Google, Siri—they're all great voice assistants, and you know uh, I, I also believe that about Bixby too. But you know we all live in the same ecosystem, so yeah, we, we do have to find ways to uh, set ourselves apart. So, from what I what I want to see is more people enabling third-party capsules like this as their default capsules for these types of functionalities as P as uh, Bixby moves forward into 2020. I like that. That's, that's great. Roger, your thoughts. Yeah. So I, I've, I've got to say, uh, Jonathan, well, well, well put. Cause I, I actually, 
I'm super excited about, you know, what we call natural language categories. We've started there, but really, you know, I, I'm going to paraphrase. I'll probably get the quote a little bit wrong that Adam Shire says, but he likes to say, we're not w building the world's best voice assistant. We're enabling the world to build the best voice assistant. And that's a philosophy around really saying, hey, we believe that third-party applications should dominate. So I, I always think of the phone, right? If I go buy a new phone, right? You know, I either go to the Play Store or the App Store, right? And, and then I download a bunch of apps. And the phone comes with a few things built in that I use. But primarily, I use third-party applications on my phone. And so I think voice should get there. I think that a healthy ecosystem is one where third-party applications dominate. And so, you know, that's definitely ingrained in our philosophy. I think we have a ton of work to do there. But things like the categories Jonathan mentioned are, are a big... Uh, step forward. Um, you know, I mean, you also are asking about challenges. I mean, I think we, we, I think we're cognizant that uh, we have two really smart, sharp, and fast-moving competitors there. I have the highest, like, I respect everything they're doing. And that, that makes it fun <laughs> and challenging, right, to go and say, hey, why, why should I build for Bixby? Well, yeah, you get the first mover advantage, but you know, you're 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 definitely not as much notice and not as much marketing is certainly kind of, you know, you put it well, the Amazon marketing machine, which is amazing there. So I think it's 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 building building that up. Um I, you know, I'm super excited about the devices beyond the phone. I, I get uh, okay, the one that gets me most excited is about TV. And I could probably spend half an hour talking about my vision there, but I'm just gonna give you one scenario. Let's say I'm watching sports. Okay, Brad, I know you like football. You and I have a, you're a Titans fan. I'm a Niners fan. Uh, uh, well, I, say, I forgive you for that, but keep going. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we probably insulted, you know, 80% of the uh, viewers <laughs> by uh, <laughs> saying our allegiances, but that's okay. But anyway, you're watching football, let's say, and let's say they call clipping. Okay, I think you and I know what clipping is, but some of you may not know. What if you could ask your TV, you know, go, you know, hi, Bixby, what's clipping? And a graphic came up over the TV and showed you exactly what that is. And so you kind of think of that interactive television element. I think people have been talking about interactive television for a long time, but you can, we can actually enable it. I, one of the things I almost, I noticed when I watch TV, it's me, the TV kind of passive entertainment. When my two teen daughters watch TV, they always have their phone in their hand. So I think there's a whole generation that doesn't want that kind of that passive entertainment of television. They want more interactivity. So then I think about, hey, we put Bixby in a TV. That starts enabling the TV to be more interactive. I, you know, I don't know. I can't, I, there are so many interesting, unique things that can be built there. It gets me really excited about where a voice can go. Frankly, not only for our platform, but for anyone building that, in that space. I think there's amazing opportunities there. So I'd love to see in 2020, um, I think we have that, a device advantage, some really cool experiences built for these new devices that kind of re allow us to kind of rethink what a voice interface can be and where it should be. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And I'll tell you that one of the things that's fl flying under the radar as far as voice is concerned is with the TV and, with, and specifically with what Comcast is doing. So almost nobody talks about, you know, out of this community and, and a lot of the, you know, uh, media covering it, 
very little. It's not sexy to talk about Comcast, okay? But the fact is, in fact, people would rather talk about anybody else other than Comcast. But the fact is that Comcast has real quietly built a juggernaut for how voice works with the TV. And it works so unbelievably well that it's, it's transformative to the TV experience. If you've got one of those TV voice remotes that they offer and you've bothered, you've spent like more than five seconds trying to figure out how this works and, and, and diving into it, it is, um, it's magical. And, you know, they'll have a couple of people at Project Voice, you know, coming up and, and excited to hear more about that. But, you know, Samsung has TV cornered in a way that almost nobody does. And it's exciting to hear, you know, what y'all are doing. It's, a, you know, with a totally different marketplace and, and encouraging development um, within that almost as an ecosystem within an ecosystem um, that I completely agree. I think that's really exciting, too. John, your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm super excited about 2020 for all the challenges. You know, we have lots of different challenges and lots of different opportunities um, with Bixby. For me, there's a couple of really big passion areas, and I know you you and I share one. It's kind of it's kind of getting people to understand what they can do with these things. You know, you've got this thing, and it's a speaker, or it's a TV, or it's on your phone, and it's kind of sitting there, and you're kind of sitting over here, and it's like, well, I know I can set an alarm with it, and I know I can ask it the weather, but what can I really do for this thing? When I have a need, when I have when I need something what can this thing do for me? How can this thing help me improve my life? You know, and, and, and to the point about kids, you know, my kids are much more into voice. They use voice a lot more than kind of my generation does. So, so they're starting to learn, but it's teaching people, Hey, what can you do with, with Bixby? How are all the, what are all the things that, 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 that these great developers for your platform have built that can make my life better, you know? And, and then from the developer point of view, you, you talk about our competitors who, same, same as Roger, I, I immensely respect and, and love their products and, and buy and use their products all the time. Um, you know, we don't have the kind of reputation in the developer ecosystem that, uh, that, an, that an Amazon or a Google has. You know, as, as Samsung, associating Samsung with developer is a challenge for us. You know, we, you don't immediately think, hey, developer ecosystem when you think about Samsung. And, and it's the three, the three people right here on this, on this call that are tasked to going and doing that, right? And really kind of driving in the developer ecosystem, the notion that, hey, Samsung is out there. They've got this platform. They love developers and they want to work with developers. So associating kind of um, you know, what we're doing with the developer community is a really interesting and fun challenge for us. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and Rome wasn't built in the day, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit of time and, uh, but you're, you're on the right track. The one thing I, just to close this and we'll get into the other two stories. Um, you know, I would say for the Samsung Bixby team, the one thing I would say to think about too, is when we get to, when we think about 2020 for, I mean, 2019 for Alexa and Google Assistant, one area that we've seen profound growth in is, is accessibility-oriented use cases. 
So one of the best things, if not, I think the best thing that has happened to Alexa this year from a use, from a utility standpoint has been Alexa, what am I holding? So with the Echo Show and devices with Alexa enabled device with front facing camera, you can hold up something in front of you. And if it's a product with a barcode, it will detect the barcode and it'll say what it is. And if it's something that you can reorder or order through Amazon, you can do that. Um, if it's not something with a barcode, it'll attempt to tell you what it is, like a Shazam sort of thing. And, um, you know, it sounds a little bit like a gimmick. But the fact is that for people with low vision, no vision, all sorts of different accessibility cases, it is utterly transformative. So and it alone is way more than enough reason to buy an Echo Show. With Google Assistant, they've done something remarkable, which is that Google has partnered with a group called the Canadian Down Syndrome Society to do something called Project Understood. And Project Understood allows people who have Down Syndrome to, to um, participate in this, this sequence where they say some sentences out loud. And through machine learning, it ingests all of that and Google Assistant becomes better at understanding people with Down syndrome, and uh, for which right now it's it's pretty poor. And Bixby is trying to tell me something so about that. No, we'll talk later about that. So um, it, Bixby, I think while you're cultivating your de uh, developer ecosystem, uh, you'd be wise to to pay attention to accessibility oriented use cases, um, and don't forget about those either. Um, as you as you plot your course for 2020. Hey, quick uh, comment about that, sure. Bradley. So first of all, that makes me proud to be in this industry when you talk about things like that. I think that's amazing, you know, accessibility and inclusion. And one of the things I think is amazing about this technology is those capabilities for those with, with challenges or the elderly or that. I mean, you know, it's a, it's the first tech where the, the, the real vision is, I don't have to learn the tech. I just talk to it and it understands me the first way I was able to communicate. And I, I just, that's, that's one of the reasons I'm in this industry is because is of things like that. So yeah, absolutely opportunity for us, but that makes me proud to be in this industry when you talk about things like that. I'm sure we all share that opinion. Yeah. I, I think it's um, I think it's great. And uh, you know, the pro folks of project understood will be at project voice. The folks uh, doing Alexa, what am I holding? will be there. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be great, um, to, to learn more about that, but I want to throw that in at, at the end of that. Um, and I appreciate y'all taking the time to sort of unpack 2019 from the Bixby point of view. Story number two, and we've got two other stories here. We'll touch on them fairly briefly from story number two from business week, Silicon Valley is listening to your most intimate moments. So this story hit in the last day or two, and it um, my perception of it was that there wasn't a lot of new information. It was sort of old information wrapped up in a more sort of comprehensive and journalistic container. Um, and there was a lot I didn't like about the story. If you want to comment on the story, feel free. Um, I think it's it's a dime a dozen sort of sort of story for what's said. I I instead want to ask y'all um, and any one of the three of you can take this uh, who wants to. What does the Bixby team think 
you know, when you're talking internally um, and you're talking about privacy and data security, um, share with me in the audience your thoughts from the Bixby point of view on privacy and data security. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, such important issues. You know, privacy and security are baked in from the very beginning for products that are built uh, by Samsung, and that includes that includes Bixby. You know, we we take privacy very very seriously and secure uh, and and security as well. We don't uh, currently use. Uh, our end users utterances to improve our system. You know, we always want to improve our system. And, you know, I said I was a, a machine learning engineer at the beginning. If you think about it from a machine learning problem perspective, labeled data is really the gold standard of what you're trying to, to, to get to make your system better, you know, and we're always trying to make our system better and improve the way our system works. Um, and so having, uh, it makes sense to say, okay, we're going to take all these utterances, all these recordings from our users and have a, a human transcribe them, and then we can make our machine learning better. Um, you know, we don't do that. We don't use the recordings. We get, um, we get our, our data in other ways. Um, so, so, you know, when we, when we are collecting our users' data, we're making sure that, number one, it's, it's held securely, and number two, it's transparent in how we use it. You can go into Bixby. You can see all the utterances you've ever said to Bixby. You can tell Bixby, forget that utterance, or if Bixby's learned something about you, like, oh, hey, John likes to book uh, you know, hotels here or do this, you, know, Bixby, you can tell Bixby, hey, forget that piece of information about me. So we give users the control over their data and, and give them the transparency on how we use it. But, uh, but it's, a, it's an issue for the industry because it's such a gold mine of, of, of value when you're thinking about improving your system. So it doesn't surprise me that other organizations have gone and done that. But um, it, it, it is you know, concerning for me as, as a person who is very interested in keeping my privacy um, you know, what companies are doing with my data and is it, val is it, uh, is it giving me back value? Because if it is, then, then I'm willing to surrender some of it. You know, I use lots of online services from lots of different companies where I surrender some of my information in order to get functionality back from them. And I'm, I'm willing to do that because I, number one, trust that organization. And number two, believe that that data is being used in a way that benefits me. Um, so if there's transparency and there's trust with a company, um, there there can be good a good relationship where privacy is maintained, but products get better. I don't think I realized that. So Samsung doesn't do this stuff that all these other companies do. Uh, we do not use end user utterances to train our uh, to train our system at this time. Well yeah, y'all well, ought to be blasting. That's a good marketing hook right there, uh, just to get the word out. I, this article, that just makes me more mad at the article because the article simply just omits Samsung altogether and elects not to disclose, uh, which apparently maybe they knew that Samsung doesn't do that. So it, I thought several aspects of the article were lazy. That doesn't necessarily preclude us from including it just as a talking point, but um, yeah, I think that's great. So yeah, I, I appreciate you, you sharing that. Um, cause privacy and data security, those, we're going to be hearing more about that. Yes. <laughs> we're going to be hearing a little bit more about that, uh, as we go forward. So I, I'm, I'm glad to know y'all's, uh, perspective on that. 
Story number three, the VoiceBot.ai story of the week by Project Voice Award nominees to watch. Um, if you don't know VoiceBot.ai, as I say every time on this show, stop the podcast, stop the YouTube video, clear the calendar, spend some time on VoiceBot.ai. It's a great site. You'll be glad that you did. Um, I want to ask y'all uh, not so much about these nominees. Uh, there's some great stuff on there. Don't, don't get me wrong. But uh, we are thrilled to have Samsung as a presenting sponsor of Project Voice. And uh, Project Voice really is shaping up to be just a landmark event. If you don't know what Project Voice is, that's another problem for you. Go to projectvoice.ai and check it out. Number one event for voice tech and AI in America coming the week after CES. Around 3,000 attendees from 20 or so countries. It's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be phenomenal. I want to close the show by whoever wants to take this can. Um, you know, what can we uh, expect to see from Samsung at Project Voice? You know, we're, we're looking, y'all will be on the floor of the Voice World Fair, um, and we're excited about that. Share with us, uh, anyone who wants to, your mentality as we head into January. Sure, I'll, I'll take this. Um, yeah, so I think uh, first thing, uh, if you're there on Monday, we have a workshop on Monday afternoon. We're going to show and we're going to walk through actually how to build a Bixby capsule. We're going to show people, uh, we have this new feature templates that makes it really easy. And we're going to show how to use that as kind of a starting ground for building something amazing. All three of us will be there uh, running that. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we'll, we'll obviously be at a booth um, the whole time. So please stop by the booth. We would love to, you know, uh, meet people and, and talk to you or answer your questions or, or just get the shake hands. I mean, I, I always see these things as kind of a great chance to meet a bunch of new people and one big reunion because uh, the industry is still fairly small. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then on Thursday is our is the, is, the, is our Bixby Day. So Adam Shire will be giving the keynote. Uh, you know, his key, he's always he is a true visionary. And I love hearing him talk. And so to my mind, that's a not, I've heard him talk a lot of times and I'm definitely not going to miss that. Uh, and then we have a bunch of things. I know we have a couple panels. Um, I know we have a panel with our um, premier partners. Uh, David O is going to run that and that's several. And then we have some strategic partners. When I say strategic partners, that's the bigger companies that Samsung partners with. Um, more household names there. Um, we have a, a sec of each of us uh, and, and, Jennifer, who couldn't, couldn't join today, um, have a technical session talking about Bixby 101, Bixby views, how to build their assistive devices, templates, the categories, all of those. And then there is a bunch of sessions, additional sessions that some partners are uh, giving. They're going to talk about Bixby. So um, I'd say, yeah, um, please come to any and everything you can. Uh, stop by the booth. Uh, come on Monday. We'll show you how cool and fun it is to build with Bixby. And most of all, um, I'd, I'd love to meet uh, all of you in person. And I'm, I think uh, John and Jonathan would too. It's going to be exciting. And there, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's a part of this community that is, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the same folks who have, who have been part of it for the last couple of years as things have grown. And then there's going to be part of Project Voice as well that's new blood coming in. And, um, and that's what you would expect to see out of a healthy sort of situation. And um, tons of opportunity 
to get to know to number one, get to know the Bixby team, get to know these folks who are leading the way with um, creating this fantastic ecosystem. Number two, get, get down into some of the nuts and bolts of how it all works and, and how, you know, leave project voice with information armed with information where you can go forth into Q1 2020 and just 2020 in general, um, being able to take advantage of this fantastic new world. Um, I'm excited and, and, you know, honored to have you all be part of it and um, excited for attendees to be able to uh, experience that um, and just excited in general. So, uh, you know, thank you all for being part of uh, Project Voice. Thank you for being part of the ecosystem. Thank you for being my guest on This Week in Voice to close 2019. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate y'all sharing not just your experience, but your expertise with me in the audience as well. Yeah, thank you, Bradley. We really appreciate uh, everything you do for the industry and everything you've done for us. And it's been great to, to be on your show today. Uh, very much appreciate uh, that. And we're, we're excited about about uh, about seeing you in, in January. But uh, between now and then, happy holidays and uh, enjoy the rest of the rest of the year. Absolutely. Y'all get some rest. Uh, you know, hopefully Santa will bring you some good some good stuff. Last week, we had somebody we, who we put on the naughty list. Uh, you might have seen that, but y'all are all on the nice list um, and uh, get get some rest up and uh, get ready for a busy 2020. Thanks, Bradley. Uh, yeah. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. And uh, see y'all in uh, Chattanooga in a little over a month. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great city. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, and Jonathan, nice to have you on the show as well. I, I've met these other two guys, but nice to have you on the show uh, as well. Thank you to all three of you. Thank you, Brad. For This Week in Voice, Season 4, Episode 13. For the calendar year 2019, thank you for listening as well as watching if you're watching on YouTube. Until next time in 2020.